I guess you can call what I do today running. Uh, at 87 years old, though, there's not many uh, out there running, and I don't have much competition in the 85 to 90 uh, age group. This one's radio episode 686 starts in three, two. Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, just want to uh, remind you if you've been around for a while but haven't done it yet, or uh, maybe let you know if you're kind of new to the show, maybe this is one of the first few episodes that you're listening to, that uh, each month, at the end of each month, uh, I pick a winner to uh, gift or to give away a free custom training plan, uh, good for the race of your choice. So uh, I've had some folks that, that win it and cash in right away. We've got some folks that have been sitting on it for a while now. Um, waiting for that right race where they want to uh, to work with me to help them uh, prepare for whatever the race is that uh, that, they're, that they're working towards. You know, whether it's a, a big goal race, a PR attempt, um, maybe just never had a coach before and want to see what it's like to have a little bit of extra guidance instead of trying to figure it out on their own. Uh, whatever the case might be, uh, you have the next chance to win is uh, coming up. You know, as this episode goes out in uh, just a couple of weeks at the end of at the end of this month, um, and and you know. Once you're in it, you have a chance to win every month uh, simply by uh, heading over to disruns.com slash giveaway and uh, signing up right there. You can also head to the homepage, disruns.com, uh, and right there on the homepage, there should be a, a link that says click here to uh, enter or something like that, and uh, you click that. There's a little pop-up, enter your name, enter your email address, and bada-boom, bada-bam, you are in the giveaway. Um, and uh, you know, then it just comes down to the random number generator. May it one day smile upon you, and uh, you get chosen to uh, head on out uh, or to, to you know, select it as the winner and we can we can ride out together for your next race or whatever race you want to work with me on uh, and just for the record it's not some watered down version it is uh, absolutely the same level of training uh, the same level of interaction everything exactly the same as what you'd get if you hired me to write your training plan for you. So uh, check it out if you're if you're interested. If you haven't done so yet, get yourself in. Yes, it puts you on my email list. I'm not trying to be sneaky about that. But uh, I think, I like to think, I hope at least, that you'll find my emails actually worth reading. They're, they're more like blog posts than they are uh, kind of spammy newsletters. They come out a couple times a week. So, you know, it might be a few times a week, actually, three times a week, um, which I know might seem a bit much. But like I said, give it give it a couple weeks. And if you don't like it, you can unsubscribe. That does pull you out of the giveaway, though. So just, just FYI. Um, but uh, check it out. All those details will be sent to you via email as well. So uh, any questions or concerns, just let me know. Dizruns.com slash giveaway. And now let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey guys, uh, today's chat is one that is long overdue, but certainly better late than never. Today's guest is actually my neighbor, at least for a part of the year, uh, when he migrates south so that he can keep running without uh, having to deal with the ice and snow back up in uh, our mutual home state of Michigan. Uh, and even even today, at uh, 87 years young, most mornings you can see him out doing laps uh, in, through the neighborhood, either on foot or on the bike, and a lot of days, a little bit of both. Um, and clearly, his passion for our sport uh, is not slowing down, even with age. So it's definitely a, a pleasure today to be able to go a few a few easy miles with my uh, my friend and neighbor, 
Mr. Bobby Krim. Uh, thanks for making the time today, Bobby. I uh, really, uh, really appreciate it. I'm pleased to, uh, Denny. You know, I'm a, not only a fan of runner. Uh, for over 50 years, I've been running road races, and uh, I still manage to get a few in every year. <laughs> Fantastic. That's, uh, I think, something that probably all of us uh, – you know, listening, uh, I would, uh, aspire to as well for the next 30, 40, 50 years, continue to, to pick them up and, and put them down just like you've been doing. Um, but, uh, guys, uh, if you want to find out more about, uh, Bobby, what he's got going on, obviously some of the things we'll be talking about today, uh, crim.org, that's dot O R G is the website. Um, and obviously we'll have everything linked up in the show notes today, disruns.com slash six, eight, six, and, uh, not a whole lot of social media to connect with Bobby that way, but, uh, <laughs> but we'll, we'll get you all the, all the goods at crim.org. So, uh, Bobby, the way we always, uh, start off each, each episode of the show, the, the way I start every conversation I've ever, I've ever had with somebody for the podcast is, uh, to simply ask, and I don't know, I don't know where you're going to go with this one. So I'm, I'm curious to find out as well. Uh, but what is today, what is your favorite distance to race and why? I guess there's about three distances, uh, the 10K, 10-mile, 10 and half marathon. Uh, I'm getting a little elderly for the half marathon. Um, they, it takes me too long. I remember the day when I could run my race in Flint uh, in 65, 66 minutes with six-and-a-half-minute miles over a pretty good hilly course. Now it takes me twice that long. It, 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 it you know, I... I guess you can call what I do today running. Uh, <laughs> at 87 years old, though, there's not many uh, out there running, and I don't have much competition in the 85 to 90 uh, age group. But I still enjoy it, and uh, those three uh, races, uh, uh, the, the 5K is too short. <laughs> no, no arguments for me on yeah, that, for I, sure. I, 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 can't, I can't get uh, warmed up good until about two miles out, <laughs> right? and uh, the race is almost over. But a, a 10K... 10 mile or even an occasional half marathon still today. Yeah, that's that's uh um fairly, fairly common, especially the half marathon. A common common answer for a lot of folks for for reasons you'd expect. I mean, it, it's easier to train for with with yeah. life and all the other demands. Um and uh for for you I was I was curious because um you know, knowing you for whatever it's been now, gosh, 10 10 years, 9 years something like that yep. that that we've been uh at least winners from or neighbors from uh you know, November to to April-ish, April. something like that. Um, I, I've seen how running has changed for you. I, I remember, um, you know, when, when we first moved in and, and the first time kind of meeting you and talking with you, um, I feel like like Boston was still kind of a, a goal that you were, were working towards. And I remember a couple years later going, yeah, not not doing marathons anymore. It's, it's too much. It beats me up, takes too long to recover. And now you're kind of getting into that. Uh, it sounds like you're kind of getting into that phase with the half marathon as well. Yeah, yeah. Mar- marathons really beat me up uh, after, uh, after 75, 80 years old. That, <laughs> right. that was just too much. Uh, it took me too long to recover. And uh, I was getting kind of angry at my speed, my time. Right. Uh, couldn't adjust to that. Uh, so I said, no, no more of those. And I'm running, uh, up until even three years ago, I was running four or five half marathons at least uh, among the races. And uh, now maybe one or two. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but that, that 10 mile and 10K, I love those distances. And uh, I can adjust to those well. And if I don't do it too often, I can hang in there for the half marathon. Right, right. Um, the, the 10 mile and 10K, those are, are two distances that, I don't want to say it's that frustrating to me, the distance. It's frustrating to me, the lack of races, especially in this, in this area, yep. um, 
access to them. I mean, we, we have in, here in Lakeland, and it's actually it's typically just before you guys get down in the in the fall, um, you know, our fall, proper winter to everybody yeah. else. But uh, you know, like the one ten k in town, it's 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 a fairly popular race. It's it's, it's a yeah. good race. Um, but that's it. I mean, we have five Ks here in, in town, as you know. I mean, just about every single week yeah. of, even through the summer. I mean, every week of the year, you can find a five K, one ten K. There used to be a ten miler locally. Uh, it was here for two or three years. People, a bunch of people ran it the first year. Then it kind of, you know, it was it wasn't new and novel anymore. So so people didn't continue to run it, and it's you know fizzled out. Um, so I, I guess I I don't know that I have a, a great question other than I, I wish that there were yeah. more of those races. I I, I can't understand it because. It's a popular race when they have mm-hmm. one, but there's so few of them, as you point out. Everybody thinks, uh, well, 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 we'll do a 5K. Uh, and they think everybody wants to do a 5K. Well, if there's no other race, they do a 5K. Right. Even in Michigan, in Lansing, the Playmakers, they have a series of races, 12, 15 races, and almost all of them are 5Ks. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've thrown in, uh, they had a marathon, they cut that out. So there's one half marathon. And I think one 10K and all the rest of them are 5Ks. Right. And uh, I guess they think, well, everybody can run a 5K. Well, if they can run a 5K, they can run a 10K. And uh, it's a lot, I think it's a lot more popular with runners than a 5K if you just ask them. They'd right. rather run a, run a, a 10K than a 5K. Yeah, especially the, the, the distance runners that subscribe to the same uh viewpoint is as you and i do about yeah take you know it takes two or three miles to kind of get warmed up yeah. and feeling good well and yeah in a, in a 5k that's that's it unless yep. you want to go i mean which a lot of people do you go run for two or three or four miles beforehand so that you're good and loosened up and, and warmed up and ready exactly. to go um but yeah i just i i don't know why i don't i don't know why and i mean i'm not a race director i i don't have races yeah. uh that, that i put on uh to kind of know the the intricacies but i just i just uh. wonder if you know sometimes it takes a little while to get the traction, yeah. but man, it would be nice to have more of those. It mid-distances. isn't race directors because most race directors aren't runners. That's that's true. And, 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 that's and, true. And I can tell that by the way they set up some courses mm-hmm. where they have the easy part, uh, you know, uh, up front and put the hills put and, the hills and the finish end. uphill for a half mile. <laughs> right. I, I know that's not a runner that does that. So, and it's not the the race directors think. Well, everybody like run a five k. I think, mm-hmm. as I say, they're not runners most of the time. So, I I, I would like to see. Uh, more race directors who are former runners, and I think we'd see more 10Ks and 10 miles and things. Right, right. Yeah, that would be that would be nice. And, and you know, just like anything, there's always a saturation point. If you had too many, you know, especially the longer races, I mean, not, not everybody's going to want to run. Yep. Like, like you could, like, you know, say you could, you could run a 5K just about every, every week, and, you know, if you're, if you're training for a bigger race, you can fit that into to your training, no big deal. But, uh, but yeah, it would be, it'd be nice, you know, here, here in, in the, the central Florida area. I, I'm always looking for more those kind of odd distance, you know, not that 10 miles is that odd, but you know, it's just the half marathon seems so popular, but yeah, everybody I talked to that runs a 10 mile, they're like, God, that's, that's such a great distance. There's only in, in, in fairly good sized races are only probably eight or 10 in the whole country. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, uh, we started as a 10 miler back, uh, 1977. And now we've added a, uh, a 5k and a five mile, uh, to it as well to make it a festival of races. Uh, but uh, the 10 mile is still the most popular of all. It has <coughs> twice as many in it as the other two combined. Do you think, and, and I want to get more into the, the crim races in a, in a bit, but since we're on this subject right here right now, do you think that part of the reason that, that the 10 mile is so popular is because it's, for, for, your, for your race, for the foundation, 
because it's it's novel because because there's not the chance to run a 10 miler six yeah. other weekends a, a, a year throughout that that region <laughs> that's one reason in our area but the one reason i think is the biggest reason is that it started out as just one race a 10 mile mm-hmm. and we've had we've got guys that's run all 42 of wow. them all of them i've only run 30 some <laughs> and uh, only <laughs> yeah and 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 uh, but we've got uh, a, about 15 people that's run all of them wow. and uh it became a thing mm-hmm. that the creme was a 10 mile it wasn't a, a festival of races right. it wasn't two other races it was the creme but i think if you i think that uh, any time you started a 10 mile race it would be popular mm-hmm. i think it's a good distance and uh if you can run a 5k if you've got the speed to run a 5k you can train easily uh to pace yourself for a 10 miler right right oh yeah certainly certainly no <laughs> no question about that in in my mind either it's just yeah it would it'd be nice i feel like and and i'm not maybe as as well versed but i feel like the, the Northeast Mid Mid Atlantic region has a handful between Philly and DC and New York City. There's there's a handful of ten milers. There's the Crim, and then that's kind of. I mean, I'm sure there's a couple more somewhere out west, but there's not there's not a whole lot. There's not many. I, I'll bet there isn't a dozen across the whole country. Yeah, uh, uh, ten mile uh, races of any size. I haven't heard of any. Right, big uh, ones. Uh, right, yeah, any, of any size. Yeah, yeah. So you know, if any, anybody. Uh, <laughs> wants to to be an intrepid and start a start a ten mile race series or something like that because yeah shoot that like I, I, it would work like it could have, I, yeah. I'm convinced it would work just got to find the right the right uh, look I think that was what what ruined the one here in in town was that it was um, not in the greatest it was it was out for for your reference Bobby it was out at uh, at, at Florida Polytechnic um, so it wasn't quite as convenient as if it was could be in town it was a two lapper so mm-hmm. it was great they had a five mile and ten mile like I yeah. thought it was I thought it was really good but but yeah after a couple of years. Just wasn't popular enough. They yeah. they pulled out and and uh, yeah. boy. Anyway, shifting shifting gears a bit. Um, you know, like like we said, you've been you've been running for uh, for longer than I've been alive. Uh, oh, longer yeah. longer than a lot of folks listening have, have been alive. Um, how, how'd you get started? When did you get started? And and, and how did you get uh, started in this sport? I was good modern and half modern in high school. Um, very good. I finished second in my state oh, wow. and, and ran about a four forty five mile, and <clears throat> that was. Um, Five years before uh, the four-minute mile uh, was, was broken, okay, by Bannister, and uh, and uh, I held my record in my high school for <coughs> several years because we ran on a cinder and sand track. Mm. About twelve years after I graduated, they built a compost track. Kid broke my record right, right away. away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but I I started running back then. And then when I was in the Navy, I worked out a lot. Uh, I was a, a lightweight boxer, and uh, it was my job to get the guys out in the morning and run the, run the six miles around the perimeter of the base. After I got out of service, uh, I went to college on the GI Bill and uh, got fat, uh, overweight, <laughs> uh, attended bar part-time. Then when I was in my late 30s, I decided, hey, I don't look so good. Mm. I decided to start back running. And then in um, St. Patrick's Day, 1968, in uh, Bay City, Michigan, I ran, I ran a um, 5K, no, it was a five-miler uh, for Special Olympics. Okay. And uh, that was over 50 years ago, and that started my runs of several hundreds of races that mm-hmm. I've run since then. Wow. Um, <laughs> 
possibly the worst follow-up question I could ask that, although I don't know, maybe, maybe it's, it's a good one. We'll see. It's, it's open-ended, so we'll see where it goes. Um, but in, in that time, clearly lots of things have changed. The, the popularity mm-hmm. of, of different races, the, the couple of different running booms that have, that have you know, happened throughout that, uh, that, that time frame. Um, what's, what's your take on, um, or, or maybe how, how in, your, in your view, what are some of the positive changes that have, have happened uh, over, over the years uh, you as, can't, as you running? You can't believe the kind of shoes we ran in, <laughs> whole uh, high-top basketball shoes and everything else when I started running in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, at that time, uh, at the finish line, you were greeted by a popsicle stick with a number or a tongue depressor with a number, mm-hmm. and that's how you fit it into uh, the slot of where you finished. Then, of course, the chip came when you put on your shoe. Then the chip came in the the bib and all this. Uh, Training has changed so much now. So many people have developed uh, training programs. Um, One of the ones that's made a lot of difference uh, is uh, uh, Jeff Galloway's Mm -hmm. system. Uh, We had him come in and uh, train people for the crim, and he trained them on the Galloway system. And uh, many people, including me, said, well, I, I, can't, I can't stop and walk. Right, you know, right. I, that's, just, that's just not in my DNA. I can't do this. My uh, uh, CEO of the Crim Fitness Foundation there tried to uh, qualify for Boston. He'd keep missing it by two minutes or three mm. minutes or something. Jeff Galloway finally got him to try the Galloway system. And guess what? The first year he ran in qualifying for Boston with the Galloway system, he qualified. Oh, wow. Now he's a convert, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've developed it now in my training. As I've gotten older, I've said, hey, it's nice. And I've learned that if you, if you walk for a, a minute, the lactose dissipates mm-hmm. a little bit. And not only that. There, there, there is a mental thing. You're saying, hey, I've got a little walk coming. Right. And, and you find out if you time yourself, you're running just as fast, and you're not as, uh, as, as beat at the mm-hmm. end and everything. And, and, of course, as I say, a lot, the training programs, your book right. on how to prepare for race. There was nothing like that. Mm-hmm. And, and nobody thought about stretching a lot. And I was <laughs> right. pleased to see that you included in your book an area on uh, stretching because I think that's extremely important. Mm -hmm. I stretch 10, 15 minutes before and after. Right. And uh, um, my doctor said, hey, that's the reason, and uh, he's a runner. He said, that's one of the reasons that uh, you're still able to run deep into your 80s uh, when other people have knee problems and hip problems and these kind of things. So there's just been all kinds of changes uh, since I first ran my uh, first road race in over 50 years. Yeah, that's that's certainly uh, something that I think a lot of us that you know have picked up running somewhere in the last five to 15 years. It, it's hard to appreciate uh, how how limited amount of information there was, and now I think almost maybe we've got the, the opposite problem where there's there's hopefully I'm contributing to the the good side of of the the information that's out there, but there's a lot of stuff out there that that you just kind of go, oh God, like this is not. Yeah. Right. This is not. But there's so much information that it's yeah. sometimes it's hard to know what the yeah. good information is versus the bad information. What's good for one is not good. Yes. One 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 size does not fit all mm-hmm. in this situation. You have to you have to kind of experiment 
with what fits you. And uh, you say, well, I tried this guy, and it didn't work out. His system didn't. But look at what happened. I tried this, and that works for me. And, and that's, that's true. That's true in everything mm-hmm. almost. But in running especially, I think, you have to find your niche and what training program fits you. And your book was very practical in the approach. I think anybody ought to look at that because it is a practical approach if you're going to run road races. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, so many people just decide, well, I'm going to run right. and get out there. And I've had people come to me and say, I want to run. And uh, they'll go out and try to run three or four miles the first day and get sore and a blister and say, oh, that's Forget not this. for me. Yeah. That's not for me. Well, I caution them all, you know, how to t- take it easy. Mm-hmm. I said, I don't know what your pr- training program is going to look like in two or three years if you stick with it. But I know right now, take it easy. Take right. it easy. Approach it with sense, common sense. And, uh, and But there are so many people like you who have good information for people on how to prepare themselves, how to start running, and how to progress. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's something that just wasn't there. And uh, the equipment, uh, everything right. is so different now. And uh, it, I, I'm amazed at, at looking back 50 years or more, when I just started running road races, how much has changed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I uh, certainly uh, appreciate the uh, the, the uh Thoughts there on the book. The, the check will be in. in I don't it won't even be in the mail. I'll just I'll just walk it across the street here. Um, but uh, but yeah, there's there's uh, a lot in there that uh, I, I think that we're very simpatico on on, yeah. on the. You know, it is no. There is no one size fits all. And and you know, I think you know what I try to do in the book, and, and I'm glad that it, it came across to you and to many people who have given me feedback on it, is that like take something but then tweak it adjust it and, and always be trying to figure out and optimize it yeah. for what works for you and, and to also recognize that what works for you today probably won't certainly may not but probably won't work for you on the next race and certainly the next decade or something like that yeah, in your and, and, career. And, and if you're a young runner as you progress you know there's different things that you should be doing mm-hmm. and as you get older there certainly are different things that you should be doing and recognize them um, my biggest problem has been when I uh, began to get older into the high 60s and 70s, was overdoing it, mm-hmm. not recognizing that now I have more limitations than I did 10 years ago or right. 20 years ago, and just beating myself into a problem. And uh, that's something that uh, I think that uh, there's uh, not enough said about that in the things that I've run about uh, running. Most things are geared to people 50 and below, right. as a matter of fact. Right. You know, and one of the things, and I expressed this to my uh, friends at Playmakers, uh, they cut off, uh, in many cases, at 60, 65 years old, the competition. Oh. And I said, well, what is it with this? You don't want to encourage older people to get out and mm-hmm. run? Mm-hmm. I said, is it because you don't want to buy a medal uh, for them? If they'd I said, hey. My $35 pays for five medals. If that's it, but you should encourage older people as long as they're physically able mm-hmm. to continue to, uh, to participate and compete. I said, as far as I'm concerned, I'm still an athlete. An athlete is one who competes with their peers right. successfully. Right. I compete with my peers in my age group at five years, you know, and so I think they should encourage it. And I really spoke up uh, at one of the things there, and I said, look, you guys, what, what is it with you? 
you, you, I said, if you want to put a time limit on how long you can be on the course or something, that's good. Fine. That's fine. Right. No problem with that. And you say, you have to do 13-minute miles or, right. or whatever. And lots of races okay. do that. That's, that wouldn't be something that would be no. unheard of by any stretch. No. I, and so uh, they're, 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 they're talking about, you know, upping <laughs> it, you know, the, the, the age groupings. Uh, on, I said, why? Why not? Right. If you have a real problem in a longer race, start the guys over 75 years old 30 minutes ahead. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, there's all kinds of ways that right. it can be worked out. But don't forget. All these old guys that are running now, most of them have been running for 40, 50 years right. or more. Right, and, and And so, you know, don't just dismiss them at mm-hmm. this point. Well, yeah, and, and I mean, shoot, you could you could make a very strong argument. I don't even know if you need to make an argument that if it wasn't for you guys that have been running for 30, yeah. 40, 50 years, um, I mean, the sport wouldn't be yeah. where it is today. We were running races when there were only 50, 60, right. 75 people. Mm-hmm. As I say, running in old high-top uh, basketball shoes right. in many cases. They were you should see the, uh, and, and about the time I was about my fifth race, then they begin to have some shoes. They said, "Hey, they got shoes for running." You know, <laughs> you know, and, and you start you start looking. Well, maybe I can find a pair that you know that I can run in. And uh, it wasn't until twenty five years ago that really you got them really looking at how shoes were mm-hmm. built and how you pronate, how you, you know, right. how you land right. and all that kind of stuff. That's only come in the last 25 years or so. Right. Uh, a lot, a lot has changed, but, uh, I think an older runner should be encouraged to run as long as they're physically able. And I think I talked to one of my doctors, he said at the university of Michigan, he said, you should be running at age a hundred. Right. I, I said, I intend to, he said, he said, there's one thing, he said, all the training and everything else is important, but there's one thing that's really important. It's a thing called genetics. Mm-hmm. And he said, you have, you're lucky. And I said, well, I always remember Carl Lewis saying, if you want to be a world-class athlete, pick your parents. Pick the right parents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, well, and, and, you know, I mean, you, you can look at, at uh, you know, just, just human humans in general. You know, if you go back 300 years, 400 years. If you stopped, if you stopped moving, that was that was it. Yep. So, so you know, you, you look at indigenous peoples, or or just the way that, that life would have been lived yep. in the fifteen, sixteen hundreds. Like you, 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 as old as you were, you you kept running and moving because it was that that was that was the the only choice. Yeah. So many people today they retire, and they in, in, in think that means they should be sedentary. Right. You know, they, they sit and read the paper and watch television and something like that. Uh, I think we ought to encourage older people to exercise. Right. I mean, uh, you know, you, you're, you're not dead at 65 or no. 75 or 85. And uh, if you're fortunate enough to, uh, to have the genetics, you're still able to actually get out and run. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said to my doctor once, I'm getting slow. I, I, you <laughs> know, I, at my time, he said, do you know that 85% of the people your age are already dead? <laughs> I say, yeah, they're, they're not even still breathing. Two-thirds <laughs> of the rest of them are in walkers <laughs> or gates. He said, so shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. Um, you know, one thing that um, you kind of touched on, and, and I'd love to go back and maybe unpack it a little bit more if, if we could, is the idea that there's not a lot of information, like you said, it kind of cuts off at about 50 as far as kind of, you know, how, how your body changes and, and how you need to then change your 
maybe your perspective oh. or change your goals, your, your ambitions on on how to continue running in the sport. And I, I, I would think that I can say comfortably that, that the vast majority of the people that are listening to this um, are ones that would love to continue running into their 70s yep. and 80s and, and, and until until they get, you know, t- till the shovel uh, starts pouring the dirt on them, you know, want to yep. keep keep running all the way up until that point. Um, so, you know, wh- what uh, what are some things, I, I know you mentioned stretching and, and the value of that, and that's been something that you've kind of done uh, all the way through, but, you know, for those that are listening that are in my age bracket or that are in their, their mid to late 40s, early 50s, something like that, and, and certainly have designs on running for the next 30, 40, 50 years, what are some, some uh, you know, kind of hi- hindsight things that maybe we should, some habits we should start implementing now that you think have maybe served you well, whether you did them by accident or, or, uh, or not back in the day? The obvious one is diet, of right. course. I mean, this is something that uh, I didn't really start um, looking at seriously until 20 years ago or so. Now I do watch it. That's something that I think makes a whole difference in your whole physical makeup and certainly your stamina and everything, and so much sugar, so mm-hmm. much sugar, um, so many people, and so much uh, carbonation and these kind of things. It's not easy to cut those things out for right. some people. Well, it's addictive. I mean, shoot, studies have shown that yeah. the sugar is, yeah. impacts your brain just as much as cocaine does. Yep. Everything in your whole system is affected by it. I have no problems anymore because I think, hey, I'm fortunate to be healthy, I want to stay healthy as long as I can. I eat a lot of fruit. I drink a lot of water. I've, I've got water everywhere mm-hmm. I go. Even if I'm not running that day, I'm still staying hydrated. That's another thing, hydration. Even when you're not running, you ought to keep your body hydrated. And that was something that when uh, we all first started running, it, it, it hit a lot of us. Right. We didn't understand. You couldn't go out and run you know, five, ten miles without taking water. And uh, so those are the kind of things that I think that whatever age, you know, you've got to, you, you've got to watch those things. And the sooner you start watching them, the better off you're going to be mm-hmm. when you reach that, those upper brackets, I don't think. And doctors aren't good at this. My doctor said to me, he's 75 years old now. He's been my family doctor for 40 years. <laughs> And I'm telling him I can go out and run five or ten miles. He said, oh, Bobby, you know, you, you shouldn't be doing that. He said, you're going to go out one of these days to run, and you're not coming back. I said, Doc, if you're trying to scare me, that's the wrong way. Yeah, say that. I, I mean, said, nothing, nothing. sign me up for that, that yeah, way to go I out. Said, because, <laughs> what, you know what scares the hell out of me, Doc? I see somebody in a wheelchair with an oxygen pack. Now, that that's, scares the hell out of me. Yeah. But I said, if you tell me I'm going to go out, you know, I said, my favorite way to, uh, way to die is to about 105 being out for a run, get hit by a meteorite. I said, <laughs> Shut <hell>? it down. <laughs> I said, I mean, you know, but I said, that's not the thing. Very few doctors. Now, my, my, my doctor at University of Michigan, he's a runner. He comes and runs in my race. Mm-hmm. He said, hey, keep running. He said, keep running. Uh, he's got me. I've got an ulcerated colitis. He's got me medicated. Medication is fine. It took us a while to get adjusted. Right. No problem now. No problem. And, uh, and there's not enough doctors that really know about physical activity mm-hmm. sufficiently uh, to, to, to encourage people and, and not say, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. Right. Many doctors will tell you. My own doctor said, 
at age 75, hey, I should, uh, no way, I, you know, what's going to happen? And I said, okay, Doc, if you, right. you're not scaring me that way. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, if I could, if I could sign up, you know, it, just like anybody, if I could sign up for, you know, 80, 87, 91, whatever it is, go out for a run, and, and that's, yeah. that's, you know, like, like, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want that necessarily to happen t- today, but boy, there's there's a lot of worse ways you can go than, than something I'll, like that. I always tell them at the crib, I said, hey, if I go down out there, don't, keep going. don't don't hesitate <laughs> anybody. Just roll me over to the curb. When the race is over, come back and pick me up. Sweep me up at that, yeah. at that point. Said, that's, that's the problem. Right, right. <laughs> um, speaking, of, speaking of the crib, that, that's, that's a good uh, good time to kind of transition back to that a little bit. Um, like you said, the race has been going now for 40, 43 years. This will be the 43rd year coming 43rd up this year. 43rd years uh, in, in uh, the fall, I think. October, right? Something like that is when the race usually ends up? Fourth Saturday in August fourth, every year. Fourth Saturday in August? Yeah. Wow, why did I think it was later? Anyway, probably because I'm down here, and so yeah. it's, 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 uh, it's August all the way until yeah. about yeah. Thanksgiving in, in Florida. You there you go. But it's always the fourth Saturday, whatever that falls on. This year will be the 24th. Gotcha, gotcha. What was, uh, what, what was, what was the reason for starting that 40, 43 years ago now? Good question. I was Speaker of the House in Michigan at the time. Kersley High School was in my district. They were um, putting on a Special Olympics race. Well, I didn't know a lot about Special Olympics. Uh, I knew that when I was growing up how they were treated and didn't get out of the bedrooms and the basements and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. I went out there that day, and here these, these people were running, winning medals, getting hugged. Their parents were out there. Boy, I said... This is something. We've got to do something for this. So one of my staff members said, well, I was already a runner. And they said, well, you're a runner. Why don't we start a race? I said, yeah, it's a good idea. So we started a race, raising money for Special Olympics. And before we uh, broadened it out in terms of where the money was going, we raised between two and three million, two and three million dollars for Special Olympics. That was the uh, impetus for, for, for the race. So that's that's how it started, and it just kept growing and kept growing. Wow, wow. Um, you know, we, we talked earlier about some races specifically. I mean, there, like I said, there was a, the ten mile race here in Lakeland that started out kind of popular for a year, faded a bit, and and is no longer. Um, w- was there ever? A time, especially maybe in those early years of the crim, where it, 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 where it was kind of on life support, like maybe maybe this isn't going to be something that we keep going with for much longer. The very first year, <laughs> as a matter of fact, what happened is that I was busy. I was raising money. I was being speaker of the house. I was doing all these things, and a staff member decided, and I had no idea that the race should start at noon. It all went out. Everything was all set before I found out about it. Guess what? It was 94 degrees, right. 96% humidity when we started. And, you know, I mean, people were falling out. And, <laughs> and we're, we were lucky we didn't lose somebody right. permanently. Right. But the, but the tent, the medical tent was full. It was busy afterwards, and, yeah. And uh, so we said, oh, my God, is, uh, is there going to be a crim, too? That was the, that was the only time uh, when we really uh, didn't think it might continue. Because by the second, third year, we saw the community coming out. Mm-hmm. And uh, Flint area was not known for being a great healthy community. Right. I like to say we've gone from fat city to fit city in these years because people begin to think, hey, let's go out and run. And it started clubs. We had boys and girls clubs. We had adult. We have an adult program 
uh, training program that has between 1,500 and 2,000 every year wow. trained to run. And sometimes they'll start with a 5K, and then they'll move up to the 5-mile, and three or four years they're running uh, the 10-mile. The, the, the and then we have the youth programs that are, that are uh, uh, feeders mm-hmm. uh, uh, to the program uh, as they get older. Was there, and I don't get the sense that there is, but I'm still going to ask, was there ever any thought, especially maybe when you started to add the 5K, add the 5-miler, of uh, bumping it up to a half marathon to, to keep up with all the other half marathons around or, or, or not we, so much? We, we even talked about uh, a, a, a half marathon series that started in one of the, you know, one of the cities out and came into Flint mm. and, and to do it in several areas. We talked about it, but... Uh, we never put it together because we couldn't decide, well, is it going to be part of the trim? It's uh, going to be a separate uh, right. uh, situation, and we're still, there's still talk <laughs> on it, and it, it might occur. My preference is to have it separate from the trim. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can name it trim, too, or you can name it whatever you want to name it, and, but start it in Grand Blanc or Fenton. Uh, and and only made it off the 26 miles, however high you have to loop it, mm-hmm. and finish it downtown Flint. And uh, that's still something that uh, playmakers and some of the others have discussed, and it it, mi- it might occur. Right, right. Yeah, I I, I uh, definitely like the idea for for the the festival itself, or, or you know, just for the history of it. Keep it at a ten miler. Yeah. You know, no, no no need to uh, to add it because if you do, then you start to, to dilute the this what makes yeah. it special. I mean, we already talked about it, like yeah. ten milers. They're they're not yeah. they're yeah. few yeah. and far between. So yeah. you know, don't get rid of it. Yeah, we don't want a full of success uh, right. on that. But I, I would go for a separate situation where we did uh, a half marathon and a marathon. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in the same day, uh, starting out in the uh, one of the outlying cities and, mm-hmm. and finishing up. I think it would be a good idea. Yeah, that, that was, that's an interesting idea, and especially if, if uh, you know, just, just the, the point-to-point races are always kind of fun. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, logistically sometimes maybe it's a bit more of a hassle because you've got to where you park in and, and shuttle in and things like that. You can't just start and stop yeah. at the same place. But, boy, it is kind of nice to – to, to run in from somewhere else and, and not have to loop back and see the yep. same thing twice and all that kind of stuff. So that would be, that would be pretty, pretty cool if it, uh, if it comes around. And I know uh, there's a lot of folks that listen that, that have, have run the, the crim in the past. And I'm, I'm sure that uh, they would be uh, equally supportive of something else. If there were something oh, else yeah. to, to come into the area. And I mean, running continues to grow and, and take yeah. off. So runners always like variety. They like right. to trace some different, some distances and everything. And I, I think this would, uh, I mean, let me start talking about it again and see if we can get the, get the, uh, some more people uh, excited about it because I, I think it would go over. It's going to take a lot of planning on that yeah. first instant, you know. Take, people do not understand it. You just don't say, well, we're going to put on a race and go out and put on a race. Right, uh, right. If it's of any size that you expect it to be any size, you've got a lot of problems and, right. uh, to be solved. Yeah, those those uh, first few years of working out the logistics and and even I I feel like and, and and maybe you can agree with this or, or or disagree of course but even the races that are put on by runners those first few years there's always still some logistical things there's always something about a course that like even even the even though the runner mind is helping helping to put it together there's there's that one little bottleneck that you don't realize until you get you know well, five thousand or one thousand or however many runners through it and all of a sudden it's like whoa wait a second a good example. By the third or fourth year of the crim, we used to start behind the community college and then come out, and within the first uh, five or 600 yards, we had a right-angle turn. 
Well, guess what? When we got over 2,000 runners, that, that didn't doesn't work. work so well. <laughs> we had to change the course to accommodate right. the fact that we're going to have eight, 10,000 runners. And then, uh, yeah, there's always changes that you have. To make. There's always construction. There's always right. all kinds of stuff going on that you have to accommodate uh, that you, you don't foresee. Right, right. Yeah, there's always always something isn't that the uh, the story of 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 life in general always yeah. always something that you, that you have to deal with um if 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 memory serves kind of blurring the blurring the worlds now between your running and and the crim race um you haven't run the 10 mile the last couple of years is that accurate I, i've ran it a uh, year before okay this this past year i ran the five at the last instant my doctor at university of michigan convinced me that I shouldn't run the 10. We're, we're in the process of adjusting the medication. Mm. But the year before I ran it, and the year before that, I ran the 10-mile, and then I run the 5K with a friend of mine who lost his eyesight in Vietnam mm. and, and trains and everything, and I ran, I ran the 10-mile, ran the 5K, and then ran the teddy bear trot with my two great granddaughters. Well, that's that, that's the most back important back back. race right I there. I didn't stop. I just went from one to the other to the other. Right, right. Um, has it been, or how, maybe how difficult? I don't know. Has it been difficult? If so, how difficult? I, I, I would feel like. So let me re, let me start this question over again. I feel like it would be a bit easier, maybe not easy, but at least a bit easier to kind of let some let some of the races go. Let let the marathon thing go really cut back on on the half marathons you know run one or two special ones here and there but we kind of let that go um but if i had a race with my name on it that, that i was there 43 years ago putting this together all the way through um is it is it more difficult to think of maybe not running the oh. 10 miler as much and, and maybe just quote unquote, just difficult. The yeah tremendously difficult i know that this next year uh this year I'll be. I'm going. I'm going to do the ten mile. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how. I'm going to tell them. You know, get the lantern. Put the lantern out. <laughs> uh, I don't know what my time is going to be. I'm going to be out there running, and uh, and until I can't, I, I'm going to continue to do that ten mile because I think there. Of course, there's pressure on you. Mm-hmm. It's your race. You started, and uh, and now it's it's gotten to be more more than a race. We have a fitness foundation. Right. That employs 50 people, has a budget of almost 8 to $10 million. We're into everything in that whole community, not just Flint, but the outlying areas. We open all the schools in Flint after school for all kinds of events and everything. The Mount Foundation gave us $3 million a year. We went out and hired people as directors in those schools so that all kinds of programs, both um, um, uh, adult and young, uh, uh, people programs, uh, some of it uh, physical, some of it uh, actually uh, is uh, is uh, helping people that need help uh, in their educational process. So it, it's it's it started with a race, but now it's 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 huge. And, right. Uh, and uh, and I'm I'm you know somebody said, boy, we want to thank you for all you've done. I said, I just started it. The community right. has reached out and embraced this whole thing. And uh, at one point, when uh, General Motors left Flint, you know, uh, Buick Open left Flint, stores were closing. Mm-hmm. The only thing that community had was the crib. And, boy, they reached out and embraced it. And they, this is ours. Right. I mean, this, this belongs to us. It belongs to the community. And, uh, 
And as a result, it's been tremendously successful because of that. Yeah. Um, when, when uh, hopefully not anytime soon, but when, when, it's th- when, when you're no longer here and this, this festival, this organization con- continues to, to go uh, and grow and impact and, and serve the community, serve the, the people in, in the Flint community, um, what, would, what would you hope that the, uh, the lasting uh, legacy of, of the race, of the foundation, of, of the whole kit and caboodle is uh, – Af, you know, I, I don't know if you've ever ha- had those thoughts yet. I, maybe yeah, you have, but, I, I but mean, what do you? I mean, I'd like to um, have people understand the thousands of lives that it's affected, mm. both the race and the foundation. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to make a little money. Was able to give uh, a bunch of money to to the foundation and to scholarships uh, for needy kids. Uh, who are eligible to go to college and everything. I would like to think that when they put my ashes uh, there on my statute in, in the Crim Plaza, that people will think, boy, this has affected a lot of lives for the betterment. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I try to, I, t- I tell that to the board every year when I take my check in uh, <laughs> to them and I say, just think, how many lives you are affecting? Mm-hmm. How much is so important the decisions that you're making on this community? Right. And I just hope, and uh, looking back, that it'll be viewed as the the effect that it's had on thousands and thousands of people uh, and their lives and their families' lives. Oh, well, yeah, certainly more more lives than, than could ever be counted or known. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's un, uh, who knows what the number is? It's yeah. huge. Yeah. I, I've, I've had a guy that weighed 400 pounds that came to me and wanted to run. Guess what? Three years later, I mean, week by week, I gave him a program. Mm-hmm. Three years later, at 190 pounds, <laughs> three years, but week after week, he came to me and I said, I'll tell you. I will stay with you as long as you stay with the weekly program. Mm-hmm. He said, I'll do it. Okay. He ran the crim. He got, a, he got a, two promotions and was transferred to California. His wife came to me and he said, she said, I want to thank you. You saved our marriage. You mm-hmm. saved his life. He isn't even the same person. Right. He's half the person. He's yeah, <laughs> half the person. He said, now he's so successful right. in everything he does. And he has so much energy. And to top it all. He's now run two or three marathons as wow. well. He now weighs 182 wow. pounds. He's 6'2". Wow. He weighs 182 pounds, and he's won two, maybe three marathons. Mm-hmm. That's what can happen. Right. And think how that affected his life. And the lives that he life. may have t- he touched that you have no idea. Yeah. How, many, how many lives he affected. I know his family. Right. How important it was. And I just like to, I just like to think of um, how many thousands that I think uh, – have benefited uh, from the race and the foundation. Right. Well, yeah. It's it's. Uh, I know. Um, I, I know that that Rebecca and I haven't been up there to to do the race or, or be impacted by it. But uh, there's no there's no question that you've impacted us across the street and, and that that little that little thing that that uh, <laughs> lives across the street as well. And um, obviously through the race, you've you've impacted tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of of lives and and. Uh, certainly, like I said, hoping that uh, 
that there's no end to the the direct impact that you're having on on people uh, anytime soon. So, um, like I said in the in the intro, crim.org is the is the website for the whole foundation. Race information, sign up race inf- sign up for the race information is there for anybody who's in that. Uh, the Michigan area. I, I know it's not just a Michigan race. It's it's it brings in people from all over the place. So if you're interested in a, a good ten miler, yeah. uh, by you know putting on and and uh, by a, by a crew that knows a race, definitely uh, check out check out the Crim uh, in in August every year. So, uh, Bobby, as as we're getting to to wrapping up the the, the final uh, question that I like to ask, and it's it's not uh, not quite as cookie cutter as that introductory question, but it's still very open-ended question I, I call it a philosophical question which some people get a little nervous about like like we're going to really really dive deep in philosophy here but um we, we touched on this a little bit earlier talking about kind of how things have changed in the last 50 years of running and, and talked about the technology shoes and, and clothes and and all all those types of things um i'd be curious and, and i've talked to a, a few old timers uh at various points along along the the way and uh just about, I think just about every one of them, they can always think of that one thing that like, gosh, like this, this change has happened. And I kind of wish we could go back to how things were, uh, in one area, whether it's for, for one guy, it was, it was the reliance on technology on, on, on a watch and just not running by feel. Um, and, and, and I would just be curious if there's something like that that you can think of that, like maybe not from the, the very early days, but something that's, that's changed in the last 10, 15, 20 years in running that like, you know, not that it's necessarily bad, but just for your preference, like wouldn't it be bad if we could go back to this this I simpler don't think time. There's many things that I'd want to go back to. Yeah, I think uh, progress uh, is good, mm. and uh, to me, everything in racing almost has been progress. Uh, progress individually, progress as a community, uh, progress as a family, uh, everything. Uh, I don't want to go back to uh, popsicle sticks and uh, <laughs> tongue depressors. Uh, no more cinder I tracks? Yeah, <laughs> cinder and sand tracks or high-top basketball shoes running. I, 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 think, I think progress is the thing that uh, has been so important, as it is in every aspect of life. But I don't, I don't, think, I don't know of a thing that I would want to go back to. Uh, everything has been, has been progress. That's... That, that's good enough for me. I, I uh, haven't been around long enough to uh, to remember those times, so I, I won't I won't argue with you. Um, once again, guys, crim.org is the website. Dizruns.com slash 686 is the link that will take you back to the website. Uh, we'll have everything linked up there. Ellen will have the show notes done, as she always does. If you want some more information, that is the place to be. So, uh, Bobby, th- thanks for uh, for taking the time this this beautiful afternoon while people are dealing with the polar vortex. We're sitting out in shorts in the shade, having a, having a nice chat. Uh, probably about three and a half or four years overdue, but uh, certainly uh, uh, enjoy all the all the chats we've had over the years, and uh, glad that we can finally record one and share it with the world as well. My agent will be in uh, contact with you for uh, <laughs> the, the, the check that you sent yes, me. Yes, <laughs> yes. Like I said, it, it, I'll save a stamp and just walk it across the street. But uh, right. thanks, Bobby. Really appreciate the time today. You're welcome. All right, guys, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope you enjoyed the conversation between Bobby and myself. Uh, and as always, I'd be curious to know what stood out to you from this episode. What was what was your takeaway from our chat today? Um, gosh, there, I, there's so many things. Uh, every time I every time I walk across the street and talk to talk to Bobby, uh, there's usually something that uh, I can kind of take away or some little nugget or thing to uh to just kind of you know have to wrap my head around and chew on for a bit um and i feel like today's episode was was no 
different. Uh, I feel like there were several things in there that, uh, that I could take away that I could talk about stretching, talk about, um, progress and, you know, just the, the way that things evolve and grow. Um, some, some of the things we talked about as far as, you know, what to do when you age and how to maybe, uh, change focus from, you know, one distance to another, because, you know, like, like Bobby said, the marathon just beats him up too much. He had to, to move on from that race thinking about legacy. There's, there's a whole host of things yet. I'm going to go almost to nothing specific that we talked about as my takeaway from this episode and just the, the, um, the role model that, uh, that Bobby can be for myself and, and he is for myself and hopefully is for you as well. And, and certainly for so many people whose lives have been touched by, by him and his foundation and the things that he's doing in that just because we get older doesn't mean that we can't keep doing, uh, we talked, gosh, after, after the, after we, we pressed uh, stop on the, the interview, I think we talked, uh, an, another hour, hour and a half, something like that. I think we talked longer after we pressed uh, stop than we did when we were actually recording the conversation. But just talking about how, you know, there's people that, that he knows that are, you know, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years younger than him, but aren't in nearly as good of, of physical condition as he is. Um, and, and how just, you know, when, when people retire and they stop doing, that's when their health kind of falls apart. And so uh, it was it was just a good reminder that that as as we age, which is happening to all of us, you know, so, some of you are, um, you know, closer to Bobby's age than you are to my age. Some of you are, are a bit younger than I am. Uh, but whatever the case might be, um, you know, every day we get one day older and certainly that beats getting older beats the alternative, right? So, so we want to keep getting older. We want to keep, um, being active. We want to keep, you know, as runners, probably most of us want to keep running. Um, and, and, and seeing Bobby, seeing others like him, you know, there's, there's certainly some, some people that are, uh, in his range area code, if not in his age, age group, at least in his age area code, uh, down here in, in Lakeland, some of the local races that, you know what, like they're still going and, and maybe they're not as fast as they used to be. Maybe they're not running as far as they used to be. Maybe they, they have to take a couple more days off here and there to, to rest up and to recover after some, some long runs or long races, but by God, they're still going. And that's just, that's just, you know, like I told Bobby, that's where I want to be in, 30 years and 40 years and 50 years. I mean, he's 50 years older than I am. Um, and, and he still runs just about as many days a week as I do now volume pace, all those things might be different and, and that's fine. You know, he's 50 years older than I am, but he's still out there. He's still going. And I hope that, um, you know, if I'm still around in, in 50 years that I'm out there still going and, uh, you know, maybe talking to, to my neighbor who's 50 years, my junior and maybe inspiring him or her to, to keep going and keep, keep being active and keep taking care of our health and keep living every day to the fullest, um, which is exactly what Bobby's doing. So I don't know that that's a takeaway from the episode as much as it is, is a takeaway from knowing the man himself and seeing what he does and seeing how he takes care of himself. Um, but that's, that's why I, I know a few of, you know, I've been, been wanting to get this episode out for, for a couple of years and I'm glad we finally were able to, and, um, Maybe, maybe we'll make this a, a more regular thing every, every year when, when they're down here, um, we'll, we'll keep talking to Bobby and checking in with him. But, uh, that was my takeaway, uh, which again, I don't know that it's a takeaway as much as it is just a thought, but 
whatever. It's, it's my show. It's my takeaway. You can do what you want with your takeaway. I'll do what I want with my takeaway. Uh, but I'm, I'm curious to know what your takeaway was. What stood out to you from this episode? What was something that, that Bobby talked about that got you inspired or made you think or, or made you question? Uh, whatever it is, let me know. At DizRuns on Twitter, at DizRuns on the Instagram, DizRuns at gmail.com if you want to shoot an email. And of course, you can head over to the show notes for today, DizRuns.com slash 68. What is it? 685? 686? Something like that. Um, 686. There we go. Get it right, Diz. Get your notes together. Dizruns.com slash 686. There's some pictures of the man there. Um, and uh, obviously, you can't really connect with him. But any anything that you share with me, I'll be happy to share with him. You can also check out his website or the, the foundation website, crim.org. Um, I'm sure you can leave a note for him through there as well. So uh, that is it for today. Thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget dizruns.com slash giveaway if you uh, haven't gotten yourself in the drawing for a free training plan yet. And, uh, you know, even if you even if you don't want one, maybe you, you have a coach and so you're like, gosh, I don't know, why, why should I enter this, this email? You can always gift it to somebody too. You can always gift it to somebody. So uh, if you have a, a running friend that you think might uh, benefit from, get yourself entered. Give them the gift of coaching. Everybody wins right there, right? So uh, disruns.com slash giveaway or right on the homepage at disruns.com. And uh, until next time, thank you guys for listening. Again, certainly appreciate it. Uh, don't take it for granted. So thank you for, for tuning in. Thanks for showing up uh, three times a week. Gosh, it's, it's, it's crazy to think that we're closing in on 700 episodes. And uh, I, I like to say I would, keep, I would keep doing the show even if nobody was listening. But at some point, I think that would wear me out, right? Um, but as long as you all keep listening, I have no plans on slowing down. I uh, certainly plan on continuing to keep showing up uh, in your ears three times a week. So thank you all for all you do for me. Hopefully what I do for you uh, repays that at least uh, at least a portion. So thank you all. Have a great one. Uh, until next time, be well. Take care. Keep running. And uh, we'll talk soon, all right? Take care, guys. Mm-hmm.